All right. Uh, welcome to uh, another episode of Scripture Bros. Tonight's a little different. As you can see in the camera, if you're watching on YouTube, we have a special guest. He drinks decaf coffee. That is, <laughs> so is your co-host. So, <laughs> so okay. okay. So I'm sitting between two guys who drink decaf. So we'll Only just after, start it. Start it there. Only after two p.m. Okay, sorry. I don't know energy he's a, yeah, he's okay. Anyway, so I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't need caffeine. <laughs> so um, tonight is going to be a little different because we're not going to do like a full out Bible study like we usually do. We're going to do more of a conversation about a topic in the Bible, and the reason that we brought Josh on is because he said yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean like, like, like for real though. Um, Josh we asked a hundred people. Yeah. Josh was the only one. Said, yes. uh, Josh is thoughtful about his Christianity. Um, Josh likes to read the word and understand it, and then try to figure out the best way to apply it. So he's going to be a very good person for this conversation because it's kind of heady. It can get heady, and um, we rather than do a full fledged study, we figured we would just chat about it. And kind of see where our heads are and, and what our beliefs and our thoughts are. And maybe ask each other why and see what comes from it. And then um, if it if it leads to something more than this, we'll, we might do a study on a particular topic that came out of this. Mm. Um, so anyway, this is the regular uh, crew, me and Brandon. But we have a special guest, Josh, tonight. And the topic is, what does it mean to walk in the Holy Spirit or walk in the spirit, as is mentioned multiple times in the Bible. Um, with that being said, let's pray real quick, if that's cool, and then we'll jump in. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, Lord, uh, it's really in your name that we're doing this, not not for any publicity, not for any type of recognition, but so you will be made famous. And this is a topic that I believe leads to breakthrough, if rightly understood. And this is also a topic that can lead to um, some type of bondage if it's not rightly understood. Honestly, I know that sounds weird to say about the Holy Spirit, but there are truths in Scripture you want us to know. And this Bible is a pathway to clarity and to freedom. So Lord, would you help us? Holy Spirit, would you guide us tonight? Would you um, just empower us to have more understanding than we had before we got here? Uh, for anybody who's listening, I pray that this would uh, lead them in a way to find you and more of you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, fellas. So I guess my first question to get us going is, when you think of, you think of Paul, walk in the spirit, it's like his phrase. Galatians 5, 6. Correct. Uh, Romans. Like It's kind of his thing is walk in the spirit. So Josh and I were texting earlier, and he said something about walking in the spirit. And I had a question about that. And I believe it got you thinking like, huh. So that's what we're doing. So when I say walk in the spirit, what does that make you think and why? Open floor. I'll go first. Um, so I don't know that I've actually studied this, maybe some, not this actual topic as in walk in the spirit. But when I think of walk in the spirit, I think of you are reflecting Christ in everything you do in your day. It is a to show the fruits of the spirit in everything that you do. And we fall short. I personally, I don't want to accuse you guys, but I personally fall short of that all the time. I may have patience one day and not have kindness the same day, which doesn't mean I'm fully walking in the spirit, but I am have somewhat walked in the spirit that day. Um, 
And that is what I think of when you say walk in the spirit is to just be a reflection of Christ in everything that you do. Okay. What do you say, Josh? I mean, I'd like to break it down. So, I mean, you know, they use the word walk, right? Walk is a, it's an activity, right? You're actually doing something. So um, when I, when you have a choice to either walk with God in every decision you make, or you're going to walk with the flesh, you have two options. So for me, it's a, it's an, something you've got to activate every day. <clears throat> and um, it's something you got to stay in tune with every day in order to walk with the spirit. So that's me. It's something you got to constantly be doing. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause um, when you look up the Greek for the word walk, it is more like a, it is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's not actually the act of walking. It tends, it, it lends itself more to, a lifestyle where this is something you do for a long haul. It's not an actual, the act of walking is not the word that Paul used in this, in most of the scripture. Yeah. So, you know, yesterday I was, I was texting you, I was trying to tear out this old tree that was in my yard. Right. And and as I'm digging this thing out, chopping at the roots and trying to pull on it. And I remembered thinking back earlier in my walk, like, man, just praying to God, God, if you just, keep this these thoughts out of my head i won't sin anymore just take them from me right mm, yeah. take them from me please take them from me so amen <laughs> and, and it took me a while to realize it it takes work it takes work on my part i gotta walk things out to avoid stuff. just like i was tearing that tree out right if i could have sat there and just prayed about that tree and done nothing sat there and that tree would have gone nowhere but it took work to get to the root of the problem to get it out and so you know, that, that's to me, it's just an active life in Christ. And that there's there's steps to do that, right? That's not, there's there's prayer. It's asking the Holy Spirit into your life. There's accepting that. Then there's getting into the word, right? Because the word is God. Well, who's the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? Right. God. I think we forget that. I think a lot of people forget that God is the Spirit, right? So we got to get into the word. That's how we, you know, because the word was what? Guided by the Spirit. So if we know we stay consistent with the word, the spirit can, you know, we, he, he uses that in our walk. Because anything, especially today, man, with the things going on in the world and all the just stuff, all the social media and the stuff that's being pushed out there that's not biblical, you need to know what lines up. If it doesn't line up, then you know it's not from the spirit. Yeah. Okay, so if, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I feel like what I'm hearing from both of you is, Walk in the characteristics of the spirit. Characteristics? You can act. It's more like, so you know that little thought that's like, man, I shouldn't do that. That's the spirit saying you shouldn't do that. Yeah, and scripture says that the Holy Spirit convicts you. So it's you making the conscious decision to walk in his direction, what he wants you to do. Or walk with your flesh, which means making the decision to go with what you body I mean, wants. But y'all both kind of said... Think of these things mm-hmm. and do those things, mm-hmm. right? So that would be walking in the spirit for you guys. Is that kind of what Paul you think meant? I think so. Yeah. May I offer? Here, <laughs> here it comes. Here it comes. I'm getting so used to this by now. I love it. May I offer? I think that's true. Okay, let me say that first. I think that's true. Um. I do think it's deeper than that. Did you get new shoes, bro? No, I've had these for okay. a while. <laughs> um, Thanks for checking, man. I like it. You're welcome. Now, here's here's my dilemma. 
I understand the walk part, walking it out, mm-hmm. actionable lifestyle, not being passive and saying I'm a Christian when we're we're told over and over again to be hearers, do, doers of the word and not hearers only, right? Mm-hmm. Christians are called to act based on our actions and, and stuff like that. So I do understand the walk part, but here's where I get a little confused in the spirit. So that to me, I picture this thing, the spirit, like right? a cloud, almost, almost like, or, or like a, like a, a thing, like in the spirit, he would have said, walk in the way of the spirit. Had he, had he meant do what the spirit does, but Paul chose his words very wisely all the time. He was, you know, he was that guy. Uh, words did not escape him. He knew exactly what he was saying all the time. So to me, there's a difference between walking in the spirit, which seems to be like a, like a, I don't know. That's what I want to talk about. I don't know. So versus walk, there's also reference to walking by the spirit. Correct. So tonight's topic is walking in the spirit, mm-hmm. walking by the spirit. I believe are those kind of unctions and, and subtle ways to be convicted and things like that. However, do you guys see a difference between walk in and walk by? It's hmm. a good question. Uh, well, I, I mean, don't know that I have an answer for that. I kind of, I mean, unless I have to go back to scriptures to verify my thoughts on this, but walk so isn't the spirit well tonight we're just chatting right i know but isn't the spirit in us yes for christians yes yeah spirit is in us right but we also have flesh yes so for me when he says walk in the spirit so we have two options in us to walk with that so i literally take it like that like i can walk with him in the direction of my life or i can walk with my flesh going the opposite direction that doesn't seem like by the spirit I mean, it could be. I mean, I think you're. I mean, it's different though. Ah, it depends on if you look at. I don't know. For me, I visualize it, you the way you look at. It, he's out here. I'm walking like by with him next to him, but he's actually in me. What if I were to say, what if I were to add the word realm to the end of that? Walk in the spirit realm. Would that possibly make you think something different? Or would you want me to explain what I mean by that? Or does that make sense? Because it doesn't really, okay. Not the way I look at the spirit. I mean, it is a spiritual realm that he's guiding us. Right. So every, I kind of see where you're going because he says, because Paul says we don't battle against flesh and blood. We battle against correct. The forces of and principalities, not of this world. Correct. So does that mean that in the spirit realm is where those, principalities and such bro. exist bro okay and that we're supposed to walk in that realm in order to battle those spirits dude what is this new creation what is this new creation is it just a guy who gets the holy spirit in him how are we a citizen of heaven i'm thinking yes yeah. yes this is no. And then Jesus says, when you, okay, in the, we can backtrack and, and break any of this down. But when Jesus is talking about the Sermon on the Mount, right? He's doing the Beatitudes. Blessed are those, blessed are those, blessed are those. 
And in the middle, he teaches his disciples how to pray. <laughs> the Lord's Prayer. You heard me last night. This is right. He says, Our Father, may your name be holy. And then he says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that got me thinking, what is it like in heaven? If his will is done in heaven, mm -hmm. Jesus is saying, your will is done already there. I've been there. I just came from there. Like, I know what it's like. <laughs> it's completely God's will all the time. So how do we do that here? How do we do that here? Um, and it's just blowing my mind because how many times did Jesus say the kingdom of God is like? The kingdom of God is like. And John the Baptist says, the Lamb of God, he comes to bring this kingdom. What is this like kingdom? I think it's very intricately tied to walking in the spirit. Um, well, when we walk in the spirit, we are bringing the kingdom of God here on earth, right? Because and then and the evidence of that is the fruit of the spirit. And it literally changes your heart and your mind, and, and that is bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. I mean, people can see that on you. Right. I No, 100%. I agree. Um, so if I go to Walmart, God help me. I was just there. It's awful. If I go to Walmart. Oh, gosh. Tested. And There goes that sponsorship. <laughs> I'm thinking of Paul's words. Walk in the spirit, not the flesh. We have an option. Can I? Can I? Yeah, go ahead. Can I stop you for just Please, a second? Please, yeah. Because I opened the Logos app. Okay. Love and it. I looked up what he actually is saying in Galatians 5.16. They have it as, <clears throat> but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And then if we go down, by the Spirit is the Greek word pneumati, which is current breath or breeze. By analogy or figuratively, a spirit, i.e. human, the rational soul, mental disposition or superhuman, an angel, demon, or divine God, Christ's spirit, the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, life, spirit, and mind. So that clarifies things, right? I mean, he uses the same word that means a breeze or a breath. And the same word means <laughs> the rational soul or a mental disposition or an angel or a demon. So if you walk by the pneuma, which is the word used for spirit, it's either like uh, from what you're saying there, the animated soul of a human, right? Um, and that gets replaced by a supernatural soul by the holy spirit right 100 okay so is that what the new creation is say that again make sure i understand here because okay. <laughs> i want to say yes but i want to make sure i heard that right i, I think the answer is yes so I think the answer is when yes, someone no. is a a true christian mm -hmm. they become someone who has the spirit of god and dwelling in them mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. so in order for that someone to walk in that spirit, you're saying, make sure to do the fruits. You can't. To do the fruits, 
No, we can't do the fruits. Okay. What? The fruits come by following the spirit. It like changes your mindset. It changes your heart. What is the spirit? It is the, it is from the spirit, but it comes by following the spirit. Like you can act it. Let's use the verbiage the way it's put out. Okay. So you're a new creation. Jesus said in the parable, some seeds grow. Some seeds get taken up by the crows. Some seeds, you know, are taken out by the weeds in that parable. So then when you accept Christ as your savior, you are now a new tree living off of the living water of Christ that is growing to produce fruit. Mm-hmm. You can't. So I heard a pastor say this. When you're born again, anything that's born doesn't any person who is born Babies don't come out walking. Mm-hmm. They have to learn to crawl and then they have to learn to walk and then they mature into adults. Very much like what happens to us as a new creation. We have to learn to crawl and walk and then we produce those fruits as a result of learning mm-hmm. about Christ. And the Holy Spirit is the growth inside of us that produces those fruit. So you may, through scripture and the Holy Spirit's conviction, learn patience and now that is a fruit that you produce mm-hmm. but you still don't produce kindness or you still don't produce any other fruits until you learn how to produce that fruit and then you grow that fruit mm-hmm. so i believe that is part of this whole conversation is getting to that point where it that is what you produce easier the more you right do it and the more since, you follow since, him the easier it becomes back to your point the word the word is flesh which was christ Mm -hmm. the more you read the word the more of the living water waters the plant Mm -hmm. which produces the fruit agree okay i agree with that what about the people who didn't have a bible they get no spirit they get no water like come on i mean no no, i agree i agree yeah yeah. but there's plenty of blind people Mm -hmm. that don't read the bible or well they can listen to it i mean in today's day they can listen to it or i mean I understand what you're saying, and I think it's true. I think it, helps, it sharpens us. I think right, it I mean, sharpens us, right? Well, I read the Bible sure. hours every day because I believe that. Um, so yeah, I mean, your I question with those that don't have the Bible, yeah, they got the Holy Spirit, but if they had the Bible, I think it would help sharpen them. Obviously, God can do whatever He wants with that, but yeah. Knowing this was coming, I did do a little bit of reading, and I read about. That's good. I yeah. asked them. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to know, was David filled with the Holy Spirit? Because mm. there's numerous Psalms where David talks about the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God. And so I did some research on that. And it the the one thing that I read that really stuck out to me is in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was not a salvation spirit. It was just the Spirit of God that came upon David. Because David spoke and said after his affair with Bathsheba, he said, Lord, please don't let your spirit leave me. And so what that was is he was afraid that God would uh, be angry with him and remove the favoring. And so I found Did it talk very, about anointing when you were reading that? that it was, that's the favoring, the anointing. Right. Because he saw Saul lose his lordship mm-hmm. because of sin. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's where David's fear came from. 
Yes. But it's not a salvation Holy Spirit. I agree with that. Um, because because wh what was Pentecost? I was just going to make right? that point is that the Holy Spirit that indwells in us as Christians who have accepted Christ as Savior did not come into play until Acts 2. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and that came like a rushing breeze. Yes. Same word, new walk or Numa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's a good point about David and Saul. You see it very clearly with Saul. He had the spirit on him, the anointing on him, and then it left. When David got anointed king, the spirit went and anointed him. Um, the anointing of the, and this gets a little mixed up sometimes, but the anointing in the Old Testament was, you know, they would use oil to kind of symbolize the covering of the anointing. Mm -hmm. It was for an assignment for a season. You were anointed to do something supernatural that you really couldn't do yourself in that to, time. To fulfill the purpose of God. Right. With the power of time. the Holy Spirit. Right. Mm -hmm. Now we are, um, in the New Testament, filled with that Holy Spirit to do kingdom things. Mm -hmm. right. right? To do spiritual realm things. Okay. All right. So now that we are Christians and we have two options. I can look at your body and the things that this world possesses as flesh, or I can see beyond that into the spirit realm and see what the spirit wants. Listen, I know this sound like witchcraft or something. No, no. I'm okay. no. Um, You're getting there. Okay. So <laughs> if we think of walking in the spirit, I believe, and I did this for a while, make sure I show love, make sure I show patience, make sure I, I show peace, make sure I show joy. It's right? good. And yeah. it's just like, it's taxing. It is. It's, it is oh, exhausting. I know exactly, I know exactly what you You wake up and you're like, ah, I got to show love. I got to show joy. Or inside, it's not really what you feel. Mm -hmm. It's more of a thing you have to do. But what if we had a perspective change and now all we see is in the spirit? And now we see the things of the spirit. So now we are doing things of the spirit and I believe what Paul's saying is that's what walking in the spirit is. Hmm. It's not doing things spiritually. It's being immersed in this new thing that you can't see, this new creation, actually this heavenly realm that's up there that we can't see. And now it's bringing all of that here so that we can infiltrate this fleshly world with this spirit realm of heaven. You see? So now if I go to you and I'm like, you do something mean to me, bro. Like, I'll give you an example. I texted someone yesterday and um, I got ghosted and you know, like I don't like that very much, you know, <laughs> you must have been really upset at me. Not, not a big here fan. Come, here no, comes a, here comes a flesh for you. I was like, the heck is he dead? Something's wrong. Uh, yeah. Um, but this person, I reached out and I was like, Hey bro. And, and I offered them what I thought was a really cool, opportunity to bond or mm -hmm. to like do some stuff together. And um, when that person did not text me back, still has not texted me back. My flesh offended. wants to eat that up, bro. Yeah. My flesh wants to be like, really? Okay. Now we're getting real. Yeah. Really, bro. Mm -hmm. Really? So on my way to work today, I'm, I'm mad. Bro. Mm, yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking of every scenario that could possibly be why they don't like me. They heard something about me. They're spreading something about me. It's all very fleshly. Yeah. Very fleshly. But those fleshly desires are also driven by a spiritual world. 
of the enemy. Right? So I had a choice and I'm going to be, and I had a choice driving to work and I was like, nope, not doing that. I know where that's from. Mm -hmm. That's not from heaven. So the only other place it could be is opposite of heaven. I'm not doing it. I don't care. My God is greater than that. I switched my perspective to heavenly minded. This is your mindset. Things. It's your mindset. Right. Yeah, okay. I'm following. That's exactly what I'm getting. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So if we go to Walmart and instead of looking at these people as humans, right? What if we looked at them as a spiritual being? Which we should. And this lady behind the register is mad and she's rude. Mm -hmm. And we have a tendency to copy what we see. Oh yeah. <laughs> do you? Oh, oh yeah. Humans. Okay. Humans kind of do like, I always take it as a challenge. Fleshly things. Let's see if I get this lady to laugh. Um, but like, you know, <laughs> I think of, I think of Nicodemus when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus. Y'all remember the story, right? And Nicodemus was called the greatest teacher in Israel, bro. He knew everything about the Torah. He kept every, he was even considered righteous. Mm -hmm. He kept every law. He showed every biblical God, Yahweh inspired thing that it was possible. And Jesus still said to him, I can't even tell you heavenly things until you're born again. Mm -hmm. It's almost like it's impossible to see this spirit realm unless you're born again. He was focused on the law. He was focused on what he thought was right. Yeah. I mean, he, but that, that's, that's what the whole idea of being in the spirit is like, you don't have the law was there to, to show us what was wrong. Right. Do you think we had a conscience at that time of like of guilt, that feeling of guilt? Do you think they had that then when they didn't follow the law? Like a holy. Yeah. You know, um, you know what I'm feeling like, when, like nowadays when you do something like, man, I wish on I4, I wish I didn't react the way I just did. And you just like, man, it's, and immediately it's like, Lord, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. Do you think they had that kind of feeling back then? I mean, David did. But he was I, anointed. I was just getting ready to say there's a clarifying statement there. And those who were anointed mm -hmm. did because even Moses. Saul didn't. Well, that's true. Saul didn't care. He directly defied. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know if you can clearly say. Because I think when, for me, I acknowledge that aspect of like the good in me is not of me. So if you don't have the spirit in you, like if you're not following the spirit, that's why these people are doing what they're doing. Right. And so that takes your pride completely away. Yeah. Like the only reason I'm able to do what I'm doing is because of him. And because, and because of that aspect, I have no, like, I can't stand on this throne above these people because they're broken. They don't know. They have, you know, whatever the reason. It's a spiritual thing, totally. Mm -hmm. But it's still, it's it's us making the conscious decision to follow him. And But it's not out of um, earning our way there. It's out of, like, just respect. He's our king. He, what he did for us, it's, it's, it's literally just loving. I want to love him back the best I can. And so my, me showing him that is by following his will in my life. And to me, that's following the spirit. There's, there's a different meaning behind wanting to please the Lord. It's yes. not salvation. It's love. But like, aren't you pleasing already? Yeah, but there's still like being in his, uh, like, yes, he always loves, he's always there for you. But if you're going to walk with him, there's a, what's the word I'm looking for? 
you're not walking with him, you're walking a- away from him, right? So you're, you're hurting him. You're hurting him. I totally think that hurts him. I mean, he gets angry. Yeah, that's all. You see that in the Bible. I mean, he gets he gets hurt. <laughs> this is getting deep, <laughs> <laughs> as I assumed it would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's also the whole, um, <clears throat> yes, God knows you. He knows every hair on your head. Blah 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 blah. Once you've accepted Christ, all he can see is Christ on you. He can no longer see your. That's sin. imputed righteousness. Okay. Yes. But there's an aspect of like once you you know Jesus, your heart changes and you Correct. actually want I, to repent. Sorry. Yeah, I was yeah. getting there. Yeah. But there's also this, like you were saying, there's also this. Um, and Skylar and I talked about this in a previous episode. Um, when I sin and recognize that I have committed a sin, um, I get taken back to I'm the guy, I'm the Roman soldier swinging the cat of nine tails. Yeah. To rip off his flesh. Yeah. And at that point, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, Lord, I'm so sorry. I can't believe that I'm responsible for this. That's why we needed him. That's why we needed him. I mean. Right. Yeah, yeah. but what does, like, yes, 100%. What is sin doing, though? Sin is halting. The um, kingdom of heaven. Yes, it's halting his will. Sin is saying, hang on, I'm going to do my thing for a second instead of your. So now we're not bringing the kingdom to earth. Right. Right. Or not allowing the kingdom to come to earth. But what if someone felt so loved and so um, accepted by Christ? Like, let's just say someone was able to grasp this idea that it was all true. Right. And that although they're despicable on their own, God sees Jesus. Right. And nothing we can do can separate us from the love of Christ. Let's just assume that is completely true. Now that person should have an easier time looking outward instead of inward, right? 100%. Because they're taken care of. And I think, well, I think you're, I think you and I, I think all three of us are making the same point to a degree. Because I want to go back to your example. You're at Walmart, the cashier's mad. You can just tell she's angry. She's mad at the world or whatever. Like you said, a lot of people will be like, oh, I got to deal with this grumpy person. Yeah. As Christians, we, and almost to your point as a challenge, but we should say, you know what? That is your flesh reacting to yeah. what's going on around you. Let me instantly one, forgive you. And let me show you kindness. Let me be patient with you because you're upset. Let me love on you. Let me show you, I care about you and say, Hey, Looks like you're having a bad day. Is everything okay? And that's the you know, fruit. That is the fruit being shown in life. And what do you think that gets that person to think? Well, first of all, they're going to go, I'm cared about, which Christ cares about us, right? Or he wouldn't have done the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And then they're, and then maybe in the short time you have with them, they could say, you know, I've been upset all afternoon and nobody, not even the people I work mm-hmm. with have asked me why. Why did you ask me that? Yeah. And then you're going to go, well, because... Christ has forgiven me mm-hmm. and I know, and he loves me and I want to show you that same love. Yep. And that is brilliant. And if that starts a conversation of, well, I don't know this Christ guy that you talked about. Well, what, when, when can we get together so I can t- tell you about this amazing person Bro. that mm-hmm. I know I'm going to start crying. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <fine. laughs> like, it's cry worthy, but it, yeah. but it, it happens. I've had it happen before. Mm-hmm. I, Short story time, uh, we were in South Carolina at my wife's mom's house. 
<clears throat> and uh, we're at lunch, and the Holy Spirit comes over me and is like, um, he said, uh, ask her if she's okay. And I was like, you're crazy. I don't know who this waitress is. I've never seen this chick a day in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, she's going to think I'm a nut job. <laughs> you're flirting with her or something. Yeah, and so I said, you're going to need, I'm like, I, I'm sitting there in prayer, and I'm like, Lord, you're going to need to give me more than that. He goes, ask her if she knows who I am. And I'm like, that sounds just as nuts. Like I'm a, I'm still kind of like a new Christian, like two years yeah. in. And I'm like, am I here? Like, I, this sounds like it's from God. And so I said, okay, I'm hard headed. I need one more confirmation. And he, he gave me the word home. I was like, all right, well, this is going to sound crazy. But so I asked this waitress, I said, Hey, um, do you know who Jesus is? She's like, yeah, we, I used to go to church. I haven't been in a while. And I said, okay. Um, he told me to tell you the word home instantaneously she broke down crying she was like i can't believe you just said that to me and i'm like i'm just doing what god told me to do and she's like um i gotta go back to church and i was like okay why are you crying and she said um she said that she and her boyfriend had just moved back to south carolina from alabama or something like that because she got pregnant and that she moved into the house that she grew up in that was her home. Huh, crazy. And I was just like, so what, what Holy did, Spirit, have your way. <laughs> what did that do for you? Oh, that completely intensified my faith. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not hearing voices in my head. I am hearing from the Lord. Mm-hmm. So it strengthened my faith and may have saved her entirely. Mm-hmm. So you had to step out. I mean, in that situation, that would be very awkward to do. I've, I've oh, a similar it was, situation. It was right? extremely so awkward. <laughs> that would say kind of stepping out in faith in that moment, right? right? Yeah. And by you stepping out in faith and getting that reaction, that emboldened you, right? Kind of gave you oh, more of a most definitely, yeah. Which leads you to possibly do that again, right? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Was that walking in the spirit? I believe so. I, I think, think so. Yeah, yeah totally. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. this, this whole in the spirit thing. I think it encompasses anything heavenly it's this it's this world that we can't see but we see little glimpses of it here and there miracles prophecy Mm -hmm. tongues super like things that aren't from this world Mm -hmm. right and then when we also show things that aren't from this world like love and joy and peace that gets people to be like the heck but that's wrong with you i think people forget about that right that is the fruit that is the fruit and people always talk about the gifts that is the fruit but the fruit is like paul says in corinthians only three is going to remain and it's faith hope and love so all the gifts are here for a reason to do something supernatural heavenly Mm -hmm. on earth to get people's attention to wreck them to show them something that isn't from here to glorify Yes, but it's like, it gets people to be like, what's the tongues thing about? Mm -hmm. That prophecy you just gave me, you said it was from God. How do you know that, right? It arrests a human's fleshly mind and it gets them to look at something greater and something higher. And I think the fruit does that even better. Yes. I think the fruit does that even better. But I think if we're doing it because we have to, we're missing some of the point. Agreed. Right? Yes. Well, now, I think now, if we're doing it to show someone what heaven's going to be like, they might want to go there. It's the motive. It's the motive. <laughs> they might want to go there. What's your motive behind it? Right? Right. 
is your motive to get to heaven to do it? Is your motive like a works oriented type oh, thought or is your motive like you actually see them as spiritual, like, you know, brothers and sisters. Right. Yes. And now and now you're like, man, if I can just if I could be a, a, a you know, help water whatever seed has been planted in their life. Lord, use me in this moment Amen. to get them saved, man. And and that when you see them as brothers and sisters and as, as they, then that changes your whole mindset. Right. Yeah, man, it's and I don't hundred. I don't want to beat up on certain denominations, but there I think this is where certain denominations fall short. Because they're all about the salvation and then they move on. I think honestly it's in every in a lot of church, every church. Every, I've been in a lot of different churches. A lot of different churches and it's I really think more people miss it than they actually than than you probably be aware. Bro, of. if he told Nicodemus, <laughs> right, you're missing the mark. And he's like, no, I'm hitting every mark. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is like, mm -mm, you got to be born again. <laughs> and if this is born again, if born again is someone who sees things spiritually, are we in agreement on mm -hmm. that? Someone who sees a realm beyond our physical eyes. Yeah. Um, like Jesus said to Nicodemus, how can I show you heavenly things if you don't even understand earthly things? <laughs> if you think about it like that and – um. You are able to talk to your wife and say, not my will, your will. What do you need, honey? Mm -hmm. I'm already taken care of. I'm already, he's done it for me. Walking in the spirit opens us up to bring heaven here, man. Mm -hmm. And we, we miss that so much because we don't recognize when our flesh is winning because we don't walk in the spirit enough. When you walk in the spirit enough, instantaneously when your flesh pops up you're like whoa <laughs> yeah whoa hold on i just thought about myself constantly for three minutes on the right here hang on let's get this let's get this perspective right i was walking in the flesh mm -hmm. let me get in my spirit because when i walk in the spirit paul says it doesn't gratify the flesh you want to quit satisfying your flesh walk in the spirit don't work don't worry about killing your flesh it happens automatically when you walk in the spirit. Yep. Think about it. It does. If I'm thinking about, I have a crazy neighbor, Rob, and um, plays his music so loud. And he's, man, always asking to bar tools. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. Love you, Rob. Um, no, let's just say, let's just say my neighbor is Rob, right? And um, I'm going to tell a true story. I'm going to tell a true story. He had back problems and Rob is here, so it's okay. Um and he needed his lawn mowed, bro. Remember? And I said, hey, bro, do you need your lawn mowed? And he's like, actually, yes. I did not want to mow his yard. It was Sunday afternoon, I think. I wanted to watch football, mm -hmm. grill. But I said, okay, this was before I kind of understood this in a, a grand scale. I'm like, he probably needs me to show him Christianly love more than I need to sit on the couch. That's a kingdom minded thing, right? That doesn't happen uh, in the world that much. So when someone, when someone is able to walk in this mindset, that's why I put realm on the end. For me, it helps yeah. because I think what happens in the spirit realm? Mm -hmm. Well, love what's going on in heaven is kind of how I think about it. If I wouldn't do this in heaven, would I do it here? <laughs> and it's really opened me up quite a bit because I think of things like this and I'm like, I could see this happening in heaven, man. Mm -hmm. We're just talking about the Lord. Oh, I like We're that. having a good time. Yeah. 
Now, if I start looking at porn while I'm doing this, I'm like, I don't think that's going to happen in heaven. <laughs> Let me not do that. It just helps me uh, that's not tremendously here either. Oh, well, I don't want to see it. Well, I'm saying like <laughs> you, you understand. Some people don't realize it's they don't. That, that's what, and that's what he's saying. Like some people don't even have a clue. Like they think it's okay. Yeah. I'm not cheating on my wife. Yeah. But even being angry, is anyone going to be angry in heaven? Never. No. Why would we do it here? Did, did God get angry in heaven? I don't think. I'm the king. <laughs> so he did in the Old Testament. Yeah. He did in the Old Testament. But he's the same as. But it was because of righteousness. Uh-huh. It wasn't because of. All right, real quick. If you want to go there. So, so okay. I was going to say. I would, when, I'd be happy when, to go there. <laughs> Revelation says when the new heaven is on earth, everything is righteous and sin no longer exists. Come on, man. So since sin no longer exists, God has nothing to be angry yeah, at. I agree. The revelation is, it's. I just recently read this in my um, MacArthur commentary of the Bible. MacArthur put, played, put it great. He said the Bible starts off in perfect harmony with perfect. God and obedience. Yes. Humans ruin it. Yes. In the end, Jesus fixes it and we're back in perfect harmony with mm-hmm. God again. Right. Yeah, and it. I'm just like, oh, it gives it. me chills. Right, bro. Like, I that's mean, it's it. a little chilly out here, but that gives me chills. Like just. Being back in perfect harmony. God has nothing to be angry about anymore. Yeah, I agree. Everything's I agree. perfect. So what's going to be in heaven? Love, hope, joy, peace, patience, kindness. You see? Mm-hmm. It's almost like... Um, Utopia. Yes. Perfection. It is perfection. On God's standards. Right. So the way that I see it is, why not start now? <laughs> well, that's... Yeah, that's... That's the goal, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the goal, man. But it, honestly, kingdom life, baby it feeds you like it feeds like when I obviously it doesn't work all the time, but when you're, when you're listening to the spirit, doing the things that you're doing the opposite of what your flesh wants, like helping rob your neighbor. Right. Even though you do, after you're done, when, after I do something like that, I feel good. Like it, it, it feels good to see the joy and the love that they, that, that, that what they, what they experience, it fills me up and you don't realize it until after it's done. Yeah. You want to, you want to feel, and not out of selfishness or the desire to feel it, but you want to feel that, uh, provide a homeless person with something they need. Mm-hmm. Like uh, socks. Huh? Like socks. Yeah. Anything they need. Just, we, don't you said sucks. I did too. And I was like, <laughs> sucks. that sucks. Sock. <laughs> yeah, socks. <laughs> um, a few weeks ago we were downtown, uh, this before Thanksgiving, probably so maybe a couple months ago. Um, we get out of the truck and we're going to walk downtown and these two people will come up to me and my first fleshly thought, I'll admit my first fleshly thought is like, oh, they're going to ask me for money or something. Yeah. So they walk up to me and they're like, um, could you buy us some food or do you have any money for food? And we were a couple blocks from a restaurant and I was like, I'm not giving you any money. First of all, I don't have any on me. I don't carry money anymore. Um, but I was like, look, we can walk down to this restaurant and you order whatever you want. And I'll just pay for it. Mm-hmm the look of gratitude on their face was Mm -hmm. just, that was all it it didn't, there was nothing else that needed to be done because I could see that they actually needed the help. And it, and it was like, you were saying that that look of gratitude was like, okay, I've done something. And then, um, even more to Sky's point of walking in the flesh or in the spirit, my wife is not somebody to pray with strangers. It is very uncomfortable for her. However, they went and sat down at a booth and uh, she told my daughter, Hey, stay with your daddy. I'll be right back. And she goes and pulls up a chair and is like, can I pray with you guys? And I was like, 
whoa. She doesn't like to do that. Mm. But I, she said she felt an unction to, to pray it. with them and pray over Good. them. And so it's just, it's that whole type of edifying for everyone involved. Um, they Maybe. said they believed in God. Who knows at what level it could have been just a, yeah. hey, let me tell them we believe in God so they don't talk to us anymore, you know, whatever. But we got to show the love of Christ to someone who needed it. Uh, a lot of times, I don't, you don't get that. Sometimes you try to be nice, like the cash register, the cash <clears> register, <throat> the person at Walmart, right? Is mad and you try to be nice, try to cheer them up. Nothing happens, right? And that used to bug me. I used to walk out like, man. And then, then I kind of get rubbed the wrong way. But then our pastor one time made this uh, analogy. I think it'd be an analogy, but he said, uh, he talked about planting the seeds, right? If you trample, I loved what he did. If you trample the ground, nothing's going to grow. But if you till it by by being, you know, showing the 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 fruit of the spirit, right, 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 right. you're tilling, you're able to that seed to be planted in the water, you know, and it'd be watered. And so even though you don't see what could come from that, you've planted something. You've allowed, right? right, right? 100%. And that's why, like, uh, for me personally, I don't get too much into it makes me feel good, and here's why. Um. I have found it better for me personally <laughs> to just show them. Um, it just seems like it's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, that's why you I know? use. The, that's why I use the yeah. word edifying. Yeah, it just seems well. It, it helps your faith and their faith, hopefully. But like Josh is saying, you're planting the seed, and as the obedient. as the farmer, you're doing what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. Is you're supposed to plant the seed. Mm-hmm. So, so it it to you, and and not to make it w- feel like works, but to you, you've done what what you've been asked. It feels to good. Do. You you're trying to plant a seed to grow a disciple. It feels good to me. It's like I'm pleasing my daddy. You know what I mean? And I like that. Yeah, I would more agree with that statement. Like, uh, some people might take it feels good to be a reward. Mm. See, um, that's what you're saying. Yeah, it I also did, feels good mean, to take Klonopin as an award. No, to me it's I know like, you didn't, yeah. but I know. Well, I want to clarify to the listeners. Yeah, that's not um, what I was saying. Yeah, like by like feels good. I think from all three of our perspectives, it's like, man, like all we want to do is please the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's Amen. it. Amen. And when we can tangibly do something that He has said pleases Him, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Um. But it's not like a works-based right. type of reward system. Um, yeah, someone way smarter than me once said that um, you can't do anything for or against your salvation. Hmm. That must be a once saved, always saved believer. But there's nothing yeah. you can do to change the outcome after you've accepted Christ. There's no true believers. True believers. <laughs> Asterisk. There's plenty of people that confess and then don't follow through. Right. Um, but it's just like they won't be on because how many times do you think it's actually because they don't grasp it oh 100 oh i think yeah i was gonna say i think there's a very 100%. shallow teaching very in today's big, it's hard it's, it's hard to comprehend i well, mean it is it's not it only is. that it's supernatural I, yeah well, it's well hold on i'm gonna there is supernatural to it however comma um there is a i feel like the big c church does a terrible job of actually making disciples instead of claiming salvation. There's not enough churches out there that are saying, Hey, uh, after you've accepted Christ, 
we want to teach you what that means. It's a numbers game. Mm-hmm. In some churches, yeah. And, and and this and and this is this is not just from my experience. This has been a problem for a hundred plus years mm-hmm. because A.W. Tozer talks about it, and that um, I don't remember his exact quote, but one of his books that I was reading, he said, "We bring people to Christ and then leave them to run astray." And he died in 1967, mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah. So this is a like I said, over a hundred year old problem that the church has been having a problem with. And I don't know that it's gotten any better. Can we even make converts? Can you save someone? No. Oh. Absolutely not. So what are what do we do? We're we're walking in the spirit. <laughs> yes. Yes, but Funny like, how that came full circle. Right? But like, no, on that point, I mean I agree with that, bro. Like, I really do. And you know, what I do for ministry is all to change that. Right. Um, but even me having knowledge is supernatural. Right. And understanding. So there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. Wisdom is knowing how to make that knowledge work and, and what, how, how to make sense of it. That's supernatural. And even someone coming to Christ is supernatural. We just come alongside of those who say they came to Christ mm-hmm. and feed them, right. you know, and, uh, and water isn't the that, plant. Isn't that biblical? Aren't we, yeah. We're supposed to like, like if we lead someone and start talking to them and they start following Jesus, aren't we supposed to like walk with them? I, I mean, there's some scripture on that. I'll have to like personally. Yeah. Like, like we're accountable for them. Yeah. We're a big family. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, and I think, you know, we talk about the churches, but it's, 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 I guess the whole body of Christ, right? Men and women have not stepped up in it outside of their daily lives to do what actually matters, which is to walk with other Christians, right? And because and we get, so especially in the United States, man, we're all about earning and working yeah. and getting the American dream. And, and the church stuff is just for Sunday. Yeah, man. Um, I would say that you have to know if you don't know the beginning of the Bible, the ending won't make as much of a sense, right? So if we read oh, for sure. <laughs> it took me a minute to comprehend what you're saying, but yeah. I yeah. mean, we have a lot of people who read the New Testament, and that's great. But that's only like I mean That's where man. I started. Right. But if you don't know the garden, if you don't know the Holy Spirit hovering over this chaotic world, making it okay. Do we have a second? So Genesis one, the opening scene is this chaotic world, turbulent waters. It was not cute. Um, it wasn't beautiful. It wasn't what God wanted it to be. And the Holy Spirit was hovering over the water, water, supernaturally making it into this wonderful place. Um, That's the job of the Holy Spirit, to bring heavenly things to chaos, right? So if we understand that from the beginning and we look through the Old Testament, that's what he does everywhere he goes. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the believers, now that's what we're supposed to do everywhere we go, bring heaven to chaos. And it's like, unless like I have to wake up every day and be like, God, help me, help me, help me, because to fight that flesh is difficult, but I have found to walk in the spirit is easier. I don't know if that makes sense to y'all, but to 
to get my mind around the fact that what my goal is for that day is to bring someone a glimpse of, of heaven and that spirit world and mm. what Christ I'm did sure. and what Jesus did. Instead of walking up saying, don't cuss, don't have a bad thought, don't do this, don't do that. I tell you what, bro, getting off to a bunch of do nots is no fun. It's no fun. And that's why the Lord's prayer is, Lord, your name's holy. Let your will be done today, Lord. It doesn't say stop me from doing what I want to do. Let your will be done today, Lord. And his will is love, joy, peace, Mm -hmm. patience, kindness. It is the most beautiful poetic thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Mm -hmm. But how many people don't get it? And you can tell they don't get it. Because they never walk in the spirit. <laughs> they never, well, they never some walk people in the try. They really do. And you can do it for a while. Then, hard, you get, then you get burned out. Yes. Right. Yes. Or you fall away. Right. Right. No, they're the ones that once saved, you know, always saved. Well, they, they really didn't get it. That's what I think. I completely agree. I think scripture would support that. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who doesn't like that. I say that, but I'm like, bro, why'd you walk away? Who could meet this guy and walk away? Right. Who? Like, tell me someone who can understand this, mm-hmm. this beautiful story and say there's something better out there. No, <laughs> no, nope. no way. No. I said that for 30 something years. There, there has to be a lack of lack of faith in that. For sure. Understanding. Yeah. Um, supernatural rebirth, mm-hmm. reborn. It's so beautiful. And I'm so glad that you guys do this, man. Because that's how we're going to show other people. It's funny you mentioned lack of faith to not believe in God because C.S. Lewis said that it takes more faith to be an atheist than it does to be a Christian. It does. If you look at the it's universe... A, it takes more faith to believe in nothing than to believe in Oh, for in sure. I used to say that creator. to my professor all the time. I'm like, so you believe this just yeah. happened? Okay. And I love that. Bro, we were talk- talking about fine-tuning last night with some teenagers at the church. I was teaching them apologetics. Just a, love an apologetics. overview of apologetics. Yeah how to defend our faith. And we watched this video on fine tuning. And we talked, we talked about all the different variables that go into life on earth. And it has to be like, one of the figures is like one to the 10th, one to the 10th power times a million zeros. That's like gravity. If it was off by that much, Mm -hmm. we would either implode or we would go to space. Um, Same thing with like uh, the distance of the sun and stuff like that. If you look at that and you're like, Really? That all just, just happened? Yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah. And then you look at stuff like the moral C.S. Lewis. He's a big proponent of the moral compass theory about how everyone thinks something is wrong. It may not be what you think is wrong. may not, but you think something is wrong somewhere. Why? If we just happened, we should have no moral compass at we'll all. Like right. Dog eat dog, bro. Right. Dog eat dog. Like but there's something inside of us that says right and wrong mm-hmm. that proves a creator who has morals listen I, you know? I struggled with it because you know i'm a geology right got a geology degree yeah. what, what do they teach old earth evolution all that man right and i really had to dig in and really do was do some that's, research and, that's another episode yeah <laughs> it'll be a whole nother episode <laughs> it helped your faith? Yeah. Uh, i mean it tested my faith yeah. then right yeah. and um thankfully i had some good people in my life that led me to some some christians that are you know phd geologists biologists physicists all these people and they showed me a bunch of data that they don't show you in the you know, you know universities yeah. and um thankful for that. Cause it, you know, they try to connect the dots to make their, their religion work and it, it, it doesn't. doesn't work. It falls flat, but it definitely does. So yeah. we're pretty much out of time, bro. Dang. Um, well, go ahead. 
I mean, I'll, I'll, the one question I was going to ask, because there's probably some people out there, how do they know that they have the spirit in them? Like how, what are the signs of like being filled with the spirit? Yeah. Now we, we talked about the fruit, right? What do you got? Yeah. Oh, I was just going to read this before we go. Galatians five. Go for it. Go for it. Well, let's talk about well, that. Could be a whole nother episode. Let's like, talk about your question real quick. That's what we're here to do is answer yeah, questions. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, I mean, the Bible would say you're a new creation, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And the Bible would say you have new desires. Yep. And the Bible would say you see things completely differently. So if you are, if someone is desiring to please the Lord and they didn't before, <laughs> that's a pretty good sign, man. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're doing miracles. It doesn't matter if you're speaking in tongues. It doesn't matter if you're prophesying. Nope. If you have this desire to please someone you can't see that you've never met, but you believe that they're the one that you want to live your life for supernatural. Mm-hmm. That is proof that there's a Holy spirit. Yeah. I agreed. Agreed. But here's where Catholics, why do I, I always have to say something. I don't know why. It always, <laughs> I was raised Catholic. So let's see. Let's here's hear where Catholics have an issue. Um, it's all works-based. Yeah, unfortunately. It's all works-based. Which is a false religion. So they would say proof of the Holy Spirit is coming to Mass or paying your indulgences yeah. or doing these prayers or do, 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 right? But the Bible says you don't have to tell someone who has the Holy Spirit to do anything. So put it this way. If the Holy Spirit <laughs> is who we say he is, and we are now the temple that he resides in. Don't you think he's going to want to stop or don't you think he's going to want to stop liking some of the things that you used to like? Mm-hmm. He's in you. Now. Gonna, yep. He's going to give you this like, ugh. yeah, like you know the things I mean? you used to listen. I mean, for me, I know all y'all so things you used to listen to things you used to watch. Like now you just like, it's a totally change in your mindset and you changes who you are. So if you can look back, and see this change, that's a good sign that you have the spirit within yeah. you, right? I think it's Galatians 5 that lists all the gifts. Yep, that's or, what I'm going to read. Oh, you, oh, the, the, the fruit. Oh, the fruit, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And Jesus says the Holy Spirit leads you to all truth. Right. And he's a comforter. Yeah. It's, you know. Yeah, that's good. The helper. And he cries, Abba, Father. <laughs> Some people, you get like, you get this weird feeling like, God is, I'm with him now. And that's, that's different than a non-Christian. Mm-hmm. A non-Christian comes at it like, who is this God? And a Christian says, that's my dad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just had this, uh, I was doing some separate study the other night and I have a friend who, uh, if he ever listens and get caught, gets caught up, he will hear this. <laughs> but I said, um, and he's got a slight, he's slightly lean Calvinist, I believe. And so I said, um, I said, um, if, trying to remember exactly what i said to him i said if i'm not part of the elect then what is that like i'm i'm afraid that i'm not going to make it and he's like you wouldn't know about the elect if you weren't part of the elect and i was like "Ooh, yeah and that's part of like having the holy spirit dwelling inside of you and i was like dang that's good (laughs) (laughs) he's like you wouldn't even be worried about it if you um didn't have the holy spirit yeah, I've heard that. Because the the whole worry is that you're not pleasing the Lord and that you may be discarded, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, but if you don't know how good God is, you wouldn't be worried about that at all. Yeah. Hmm. That's, good. That's Brandon's thoughts. 
So email him for any yeah. <laughs> questions on Calvinism. Um, and once they've always saved questions. So your tulips. if it's okay, can I read Galatians 5? Do I it. think in light of our conversation, this is going to be so amazing. Agreed. It's 25 verses, so just bear with me. It's going to be great. Yeah. All right. So here's, here's famous Paul who gets it. I would say he gets it. I think he You will. know what I mean? Gave up every worldly thing that he had to, to follow this Complete man that he persecuted. Yeah. Um, okay. So this conversion is so beautiful. Yeah. Here's his words. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Freedom from what? Working, earning, striving. Freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery works. Self-righteousness. You can't earn it, bro. He did it all. The moment we start thinking we're going to do anything, we take away from the cross. And that is depressing. Right. Uh, Verse two, look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, which is law, works, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. If you're going to do one of them, you got to do all of them. them. And if you're going to keep all of them, good luck. (laughs) Good luck. You are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view. And the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is. But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. For you you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. (laughs) For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I like how he just throws that broad and things like this. <laughs> yeah. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against those things, there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. 
So good, man. Amen. Pretty much sums it up right there. Kingdom buddy. of God, walking in the spirit. Always like that last gift. I, I used to skip over that last gift forever. Self control. Self control, bro. <laughs> so, because oh man, I just, I'm Irish. I just get angry. But look at this. Look at this. Like you looking at my skin tone? Yeah, I have Irish somewhere back there. That's what my mom used to tell me. <laughs> if, if I look at something like self control, oh, which funny. I did for a long time, I can't do that. I must have self control. Mm-hmm. What if I was like? Man, it's not very spiritually minded to overindulge. That's probably not what's going to happen in heaven. Mm-hmm. So self overindulging in food or, or drink or whatever it is, I believe the reason why self-control is important is because it's not going to be what it's like. Mm-hmm. You have to, it puts to death your fleshly desires because now you're walking in the spirit and in the spirit, they're ill self-control. You see, I know that's like kind of, no, it's good. kind of a, a windy road, but if someone is saying, I can't do that, I have to have self-control. I would challenge you to think, um, there is no unself-control in the spirit world. Mm-hmm. So to have unself-control is actually going against the spirit. I think it's a different mindset because if you're like, I can't do that. I have to have self-control. Now you're really in the flesh trying to walk in the spirit. <laughs> it's hard, man. But if you're in the spirit trying to put the desires of the flesh down, it's way better. It's, it's the mindset. Easier. It's, it's the, the mindset, mindset, man. It is the mindset. It's the mindset. Because I went the other way. Walk in the spirit. The other way is exhausting. You it's can't exhausting, do it. You get frustrated. Man. You get you're like, something's, you know, something's, I messed up. I'm never going to get this because right. I'm just constantly battling it. Right. Um, and I still constantly battle it, but it's a different mindset. Yeah. Mike Winger, who we love. If you don't like him, you should follow him. He's awesome. He he was going over Romans, um, and then we'll we'll pray and quit. He was going over Romans, and uh, he was like, I want to challenge. He was preaching to a congregation. He was like, I want to challenge you. Instead of thinking so much about the fleshly desires that you're doing, start thinking about the spiritual fruit that you can walk in. Focus more on the spirit, and then you won't satisfy the flesh. Rather than focusing more on the flesh so that you can satisfy the spirit it doesn't work nope. it doesn't work that's works that's circumcision mm-hmm. really that's what paul's saying that's circumcision um anyway it's good y'all done that's good man how much time we got we're we're about a little over an hour at this point yeah, probably yeah it's good always talk more about this stuff yeah, but man. yeah it's wonderful um you have an idea of where you want to go next do you want to talk about the thoughts because we y'all brought up when I think this, I follow it as it's as if it's the spirit. <laughs> and I want to know if that's a deep one. If that's something y'all want to go into. Not that you have to come back, but like <laughs> have y'all ever considered maybe your thoughts aren't the spirit, you just think they are? I've I've considered that too, right? But anything good of me is not is of him. So what is good? Love, joy, peace, all all the gifts. Okay. All the I mean all the fruit. Right. I would agree. Right. And I think that's a very easy way to put it. But there's a lot of people who are like, I'm going to go give them my couch. And then they, instead of saying this is a loving thing to do, mm-hmm. they say, the Lord told me to give you my couch. Uh, and I'm like, well, hold on. Yeah, there's a difference there. Hold on. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if maybe I wanted to tackle that. I could, I, I mean, yeah, that, <laughs> we might step on some toes. Walking on in the spirit one. is yeah. not hearing, hearing from the God, Lord. Exactly. <laughs> it's not the same thing. Not at all. It is a thing, but it's not. 
the same, same thing. thing. Right. And it gets people confused. I think man. the difference between being led because of word, the Holy Spirit versus hearing, right? Like, yeah. No. And some people say God doesn't speak anymore because if he did, we'd have to write it down. I think my story earlier may have disproved that, but I don't know. Wow. That's so the Calvinist well, mindset. Well, I mean, does the Holy Spirit speak to you and the Lord and the, the, the God head of the tree? Their defense is this Bible that we live our lives on is God's word, God breathed, God inspired, right? So if you're out there saying he's doing the same thing still, we need to be writing it down. <laughs> Just something to leave, Chew leave you with. Yeah. Chew on. <laughs> I was at dinner last night after church and uh, I was sitting with a group of people and this girl says, isn't it funny how life works? Like I didn't expect to be here. And I was like, and we don't even know how it's going to end either. They're like, why would you do that? Why, why would you say something like that? I was like, I don't know. That's just how my brain works. Like, it's true. We don't know. We don't know. But it gets people kind of weirded out when they don't trust God that much. Yeah. Yeah. Really? It does. Oh, yeah. It really? Does. Yeah. yeah. But if you know he's good, and if you know he's loving, the spirit is only him. Oh, man. Right? The spirit is only him. Yes. He's love. He's joy. Yeah. He's peace. He's patience. He's kindness. Thank you. <laughs> I need it. Yes. Right. Sheesh. Yeah. I um. I listen to Moody Radio. That's all I listen to in the truck. If I'm not listening to worship music, is Moody Radio. And uh, this morning on my way to work, they had a lady who had a at 40 weeks miscarriage, and she said that the only thing that got her through it was God and the fact that. So obviously she was distraught right yeah she they have a full child mm -hmm. ready to be born and she has a miscarriage 40 weeks that's crazy she um mm. that's pulling a whole baby out yeah yes or oh my yes. gosh yes they had name nursery picked out Golly. everything um and she said that the only thing that allowed her to get through it was knowing that god works everything for his good amen and that was the only thing that got her through that Amen. And she said she had her days where she was upset, angry, you know, yeah. distraught. But Solid. she leaned into the fact that God is good and that his plans are greater than anything right. we can think of. And that even though losing a child is as tragic and, you know, traumatic as it is, she knew that he would work it out for her good. Yeah. And now she has a book that and she helps women who go through Amen. miscarriages and stillborns. He, he and, does that, man. <clears throat> and it was just a it's a, a it's it was truly a beautiful story of how he actually works things out for her good yeah. or for his good amen because she now has this ministry that she gets to help women who went through the same thing she did yeah and share his love and she's had another child since you know successfully so she still has a child and just just beautiful watching the way god weaves life what is, together what is it your trial will be your testimony hmm. The trial you're going through now will be your testimony. Yeah. Good stuff. Yep. I want to encourage anyone that if your thoughts don't line up with God's character, kick them out. Kick them out, man. Our, my thoughts can go crazy sometimes. Huh, and if I'm thinking about who did what and I'm going to, that's not God, man. Your head. That's not God. Yep. That's not God. Focus on the fruit. Be heaven here. You know what I mean? Expand his kingdom by being something different than what's out there. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> really? Yeah. It's changed the world, man. He's coming back. A lot of lost people. Yeah. Anything else? Scripture, bro? Anything no, I appreciate, appreciate being guest? here. This is fun, man. <laughs> cool. Come back sometime? Uh, shoot, yeah. Any, anytime we can talk Rob, about God, I'm in. <laughs> Rob's in one of these days? <laughs> All right. Sounds good, man. Um, You mind praying us out? And then sure. I mean, how, how much time we got? Thirty minutes. Yeah, thirty no, minutes. I'm not a thirty minute prayer. <laughs> you got to All right, pray Father, as long as you want. Yeah, Father God, I thank you, Lord, for just the opportunity to come here tonight and just have some fellowship and and uh, just to uh, discuss your just amazing goodness, yes, Father Lord, God. Thank I thank you, you, Lord, for all the anyone that's listening to this right now, Lord. I just pray that um, you're able to speak into their life. I pray, pray, pray that there's a a seed planted right now, Lord. And if there's any questions that they have, that they will reach out yes. and con- continue to keep searching, Father God. Um, yes, Lord, I just pray that you continue to bless this podcast, Lord, and, and just use it in your will and not our own. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for just just your mercy and your grace. Yes, Amen. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Amen.